Yo, yo, yo. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Miami Mayhem Show presented by the Miami Flow brand. Ace, one half of the AC, uh, ACF crew in the house and a possible replacement for AO, guys. <laughs> What's going on, Rasta? I had to change my name real quick, you know. The real AO. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much, dog. Um, you know, um, as the show progresses and tries to grow, uh, Lex has had to make some changes on here, and um, uh, I'm trying out some new co-hosts to see what's better for the program. So AO being on vacation gave you the chance to step up today and see what you got. It don't get better than Dave, man. I, I can't, I can't compete with Dave. You know. Well, I know Dave's one. You're the yeah. backup. So right now you're competing <laughs> to take over Dave, but. <laughs> so how's uh, how's your weekend, man? How you feeling? Um, I mean it's good, you know. Um, you come out of the weekend after a huge, huge of OB weekend. Um, you know, and you land a commit at a guy that didn't even OB. You know, so I mean, it's always good at the end of the day when you know stuff like that happens. <laughs> There's our boy John. Hey, man, we got a lot of people in the chat. Angel, John, Ken, Pimp Down. Autism, yo! I hope everybody's having a great weekend. Yeah, man, we got to commit that. Ain't even OV, bro. I mean, you're our recruiting expert, so I gotta ask you, what do you think about him? Um, I'm a big fan of of Ryan Mack. I'm I'm known him <laughs> to my skinny rosters everywhere. Hey, once you lose weight, Kane's out of hole. You know, you're able to fit in where you get in now. Um, now, nah, I mean, you know, when you look at him. He doesn't burst off the scene because he's not a five star, right? Like that's what all the fans want. They watch the boards and, and just look at, at a kid's rating instead of turning on the film and just seeing how good he is. I mean, he plays at a local powerhouse in St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, his dad is Rod Mack, a Kane, you know, legacy. So at the end of the day, I mean you can't go wrong uh, um when you watch his tape. He's versatile defensive back. He plays corner for St. Thomas. But he can play anywhere in the secondary, you know. Um, he kind of gets in in a loaded secondary. They had King Mack and Conrad Hussey last year. You know, you go all the way back to, to the legacies that have come out of acquaintance. You know, I mean, that DBs are what they've, they've been known for. So uh, I'm a big fan of it. I know he's only 5'11", 170 pounds. I know everybody's going to talk about that. The kid, I think, I believe he's 16. He may have just turned 17. Um you know, so he's still young. He, he's, his dad's a bigger guy, you know, so it, he may hit a growth spurt, you know, once he gets 17, 18 and grow into his own and become, you know, six foot, six foot one, hopefully, you know, and gets into a college strength program and, you know, he's able to put on the proper weight and, you know, do it the right way. Man, you know, with a kid that doesn't have bad speed, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think he ran like a 10. 10, 800 meters or whatever it was um, in track. That's not uh, bad, bro. That's what I, that's, that's my 42nd time as a 10-8. So <laughs> yeah. Hey. And then you got to think about, you know, like everybody likes to mention his relationships, you know, his dad was the coach of the Miami Garden Ravens. He played in the Miami Garden Ravens with some huge talent and, and Josiah Trader, you know, Jeremiah Smith, Jacob Patterson, Vincent Shavers. I mean, there's, there's, you can name guy after guy off that, Miami Gardens Ravens team. He's also family with some other kids that will be recruiting in the next couple classes. 
I mean, bro, this this take is huge, to be honest with you. You know, um, and there's a tweet out there saying that uh, he's saying there's surprises coming too. You just gotta sit back and wait, you know, and exactly. see how, so, how it goes. You, you know, I used to be one of the boys, you know, and we're gonna get to our topic in a minute and all that, but I used to be one of those that, well, hey, if he's not a five star, what the hell are we doing? But I got to the point where now I, I, I like to see what, what, Whatever the head coach does, we got to support. And I've seen some players be taken too because of what they can bring with them. Like St. Thomas has one of the hardest schedules. Am I correct? Every so, year they play a national schedule. So a three-star going against a national schedule every day could be a high four-star in the, somewhere in the Midwest. So, I mean, I'm, man, I mean, we got to commit – Coach Mario's filling out the team the way he wants to fill it out with the players he wants to fill it out. You know, yeah, so- I mean, when you when you look at a, at a young man play football, you don't go out there and turn on his stars. You know, it it doesn't happen, bro. You know, and as a DB, which is what my heart is in, you're going to get burnt. That you're going to get beat. It's it's the name of the game. You know. As a receiver, you're going to have a bad rep. It's the name of the game. You're going to have a drop pass. Nobody's perfect. So the whole star rating system is all for politics, for money, for all the gimmicks. I can care less about that. Go out there and watch him play some of the best receivers every year. Go out there and watch him go up and tackle some of the biggest running backs every year. You know, I mean, the kid doesn't shy away from contact, which is what you would like to see in a guy his size because he's smaller. You know, he'll probably play nickel here. You know, probably play uh, boundary in some packages. But when you get a guy like that, he fights off the block, right, which is something our our DBs in the past haven't been able to do. You know, he can get off the block, he can shimmy it off, get upfield and and tackle him. That's what you want in your corner. You know, obviously corners, if you're at this high of a level, we already know you can run. You know, we already know you can get upfield and go. So at the end of the day, you you gotta also look at other attributes. You know yes. how physical is he? His hands, his feet, his hips. You look at all of this, and if you look at it, there's really like yes, there's stuff to work on. Though he's he's a high school kid, you know he's he always gonna have stuff to work on. There's NFL guys that have stuff to work on. But Everybody, if, if if I've always been, you know, I've always said in recruiting, if you recruit the perfect player, he will never get better. For sure. So why do you want perfection? You have, uh, and I know guys, you know, having having the recruiting wizard here, we had to talk about recruiting, which is not part of our show, but we appreciate it helping us out. But <laughs> to me, you got to have intangibles. Okay, as a coach, I'm looking for 10 things. If you cross off seven of those things at a high rate, two, me, two average and one below, well, you got something to work with. And, and and that's what you're describing there. You're describing a kid that has 70, 80% of the tangibles that Mario has. And then as coaches, it's their job to develop the rest and make whatever good they offer better. Well, you know what also doesn't come with stars or comes with ratings is the stuff you don't see on film, right? Which is what's key for a coach to go see personally or, you know, the staff to go see personally is what happens when the young man gets beat or when he, when he gives up a catch. Is his head down? Is he pouting? Is he got an attitude? 
you know, does he, does it affect him the rest of the game? There are so many other different things that we just don't see, you know, because obviously they don't put that on film. You know, it's not their job to put that on film. And we get that. But you have to trust the staff's evaluation at the end of the day. They're not going to take a, a guy who they don't feel like can at least contribute something, whether it's scout team, whether it's, it's practice squad, whether whatever it may be. It may be just be a culture guy. Somebody in the locker room as a leader, on and off the field, quiet. You got quiet leaders. You also have vocal leaders. You got, like, brothers. You got people that lead in classroom. I'm not saying that's him. I don't know that. I mean, obviously, you'd have to. I'd have to go to school and see that for him. But there's so many different attributes that you have to to evaluate when you are looking at a young man, because if you get a guy here that when he gets beat, you know, or his teammate gets beat. And he puts his head down or, you know, he, he pouts and he gets upset and he gets mad. Instead of turning that into a more positive way, you also have to worry about how does that affect the guys around him? You, you're not more so, so much as a leader. You know, now you're, you're considered a quote-unquote cancer. So, you know, that's why I tell people all the time, stop looking at rankings, right? Yeah, it's cool to say, hey, we got a five-star. Obviously, you know, because that top kids want to play with top kids. But you have South Florida talent, right, that decide to stay home. Other South Florida kids who have grown up together, who have seen each other play, know what they're capable of, may want to sit there and say, man, I want to play with him again. You know, that's a good teammate. I'm going to play with him. There's so many different ways, bro, that, that when you take a commit, even from other states like Louisiana, Georgia, and those guys, have, they know other people there. Those all trickle down. Look at Marcellus Pulium and um, Popo. Popo. You know, they didn't grow up together. They didn't play at the same high school, but they knew each other from playing in the state of Georgia. And Popo is from down here. So you never know how relationships affect, you know, more than just one kid or one, one commit or a whole class. There's so many different ways, bro. And Mario and this staff understand that. They know that. And I, I believe in them. Personally, if you don't, that's fine. Or state your opinion. But I believe in the staff, and I believe that they're going to get it right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very simple. As much as we love Mario, Mario is Miami. Mario's 305, born and raised, played. If he doesn't turn around in four or five years, if we're going to be supporting a new coach, that's that's the business part. So, yeah. but how would you, everybody in the chat, how would you know this information before we put it out here? Look at right there. Gotta join our Discord. <laughs> Come on, man. You join our Discord. You hear Rasta talk about this seven days a week. You don't have to worry about asking questions in here because you're here. So <laughs> Rasta, my man, AO's in the house. AO, um, I mean, look, man. I'm not gonna lie, AO. Rasta, Rasta sent an application in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Chalupa Batman, what's going on? Michael Becker in the house. Yeah. You know, you know, Rasta, how do you feel about being tracked down? <laughs> Rasta, anybody we have him on Life 360. He can't go nowhere. You know? Hey, anybody so, that wants to track me is crazy. I'm always yeah, wrong. You're always wrong. Well, the good news is if something happens to you, you can always call the new sponsor of our show. Hey, <laughs> You know what's going on with you right now, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, Miami Mayhem has a sponsor, Chad Barlaw. Here's his information right here on the bottom banner. 
Um, info at chatbarlaw.com. Insurance claims, accidents, falls, whatever. Um, personally, he's handled a couple of cases for my family. Great customer service. Great job. And it's not dealing with the big corporate world. Um, he's a, and you're a vet yourself, Rasta. And Chad does uh, law for, for vets all over the country. He is not just a Florida lawyer for vets. He can handle anything in the United States for vets. So if you have any issues, man, please, Chad Bar Law. But um, let's get into our topic, man. And this is something that that it's been in my head a lot. And we, we've talked with you about it. I talked with AO. I was chopping it up with Javi, the general, earlier. And the question is, we want Dave. We want Dave. Hey, uh, guys, this is Rasta's um, adopted <laughs> son. Um, you know, Brandon, we'll talk about that. He's technically in the lead for the new position, but we had to give Rasta a fair trial, fee, a fair uh, opportunity so we don't look like corruption. <laughs> but, uh, um, oh, Angel sent the application in. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> Guys, Paradise Camp, the Camp Legends. of Hall of Famers. Legends Camp. Legends Camp. I'm sorry, Legends. I apologize. But <laughs> a camp that brings some of the best to ever play the game, mm -hmm. some of the best to ever coach the game, some of the best everything that you that describes the University of Miami football. What effect? What effect does that have on Miami today, knowing that the current players and recruits that go there weren't even 10 years old and maybe never heard of these players? I could understand it with this. You do things like this 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, unless you talk about Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Michael Irvin, some of those bigger names, some of the people still don't know the Leon Cersei. You know, they don't know all those all those DNs that we had. You know, we know the Russell Maryland's. We know all that stuff. But does Legis Camp still bring the unfit needs to secure the recruits and show the effect of what Miami can have, not as a four-year program, but as a four-year, 40-year program? Like that's what it said at Miami. You're not here for four years, you're here for 40 because Miami. If you leave an athlete, if you leave to the pros in any sports, okay, you are guaranteed to finish your education for free. A lot of schools don't do that. Right. In your opinion, because you talk to recruits, do we still have that effect with Legends Camp with the newer generation? I think personally, it's more so blown out of proportion by our fans, by the media. I think, obviously, even, like, the kids now were born in, what, 2005? Like, you know, 2004, maybe, somewhere around there. So some of these greats just started NFL, and some were just ending in their NFL career. So I think the biggest thing that people have to realize when you're talking legends camp, right, is it's about legends. It's about the the – greats that walked through and played on that that field that green tree practice field right so you get certain guys who i probably never got to see play you know what i'm saying and i'm in my 30s so these young men who are 18 19 20 years old when you're explaining to them hey 
you know, like you said, it's a Leon Searcy. You know, this is Ted Hendricks. This is, I don't know, like, you just keep naming them, bro, like, from the 90s and the 80s. Of course, they're not going to know them because their NFL career was over before they were, you know, before they were born. But I think the biggest thing that you're you're selling to them and you're getting them to realize is when we explain to you this is a 40-year thing, this is what we mean. You know, look, 40 years later, right, or 40 years later from the 80s, they're still walking these halls. They're still here. This Look at them. Talk to them. Communicate. Network. You know, you get dudes that own businesses that have connections that may be in your job field. So, yes, you know, a lot of these kids may not understand who some of these greats are. You'll have a Jalen Phillips, you know, Greg Rousseau, stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah, have- yeah, he said, right. But here's the thing yeah. is, yes, you get Greg Rousseau, Duke Johnson, the newer Kings. But it looks like the older Kings step it up in a bigger way than the newer Kings. These newer Kings is what, in my opinion, what we need more of. You know, you can't just – you need to have that newer generation. Like, you said it perfectly. Look at Ja'Cory Harris. Isn't he a fire chief in Miami? Yep. That's not easy to become at your age. That's what Miami degree does. Um, I forgot, but we have a Miami football – I think it was a governor, ex-governor. You have general managers. Yep. You have ex-football players starting their own uh, agency for players that are coming out. Yep. That, yeah. That there's the, the degree still holds weight. But you got a Mon Richards who you know is only a few years removed, who owns our own stock or you know whatever ownership in a moving company. You know, there's so many different ways that that you know our legends are great. Their names don't just hold weight to what they did on the football field, you know. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, especially when you get somebody like Rohan Marley, right? His ties, his name, his image, everything. And the fact that he was he's a cane, he's vocal. I think that's the biggest disconnect is from guys like that's down here at the bottom of the screen. They're great. They did amazing things, but they didn't have that connect to the older generation. You know, those greats weren't allowed during their periods to come back and sit on the sideline and, and be in their ear, be coach them, you know, be their big brother, you know, that we did see in the 90s, that we did see in the 2000s. Correct. I think that's your biggest disconnect from your older Canes who built Miami, the University of Miami, to what it is, the U, and these younger generations who never really got to understand it. They got to see it. And you get to turn on TV and you can see it and you get all this other stuff. But I think that's your biggest disconnect. And I think that's what Coach Cristobal, who has done it, who has been through it, who believes it, who understands it, and not just understands, but the fact that he is he's those young men. You know, at one point in time, he was those those guys coming up through the city, wanting to play for them, you know, for the hometown want to go to college and stuff like that so he can relate a lot better right that that to me is what i think is the biggest thing yes legends camp is nice you know you get all the greats to come through frank gore Clinton i mean those dudes it's great but though if you come to campus you get to see them anyways they, they're there you know like um i think dj uh williams runs the track like every day you, you can go to campus and meet these guys so I don't think it's the biggest thing. I think, obviously, 
they want to sell that and they want people to understand that. But I think the media blows it way much more out of proportion. I think it's a selling point, but I don't think it's what people think. Like, hey, look, this could be you. You know, no, it's look, when I tell you this is 40 years, this is what I mean. This dude played here 40 years ago. He's still here. He's still walking the halls. He's still doing this. He's still doing that. That to me is is the biggest thing I think coming out of Legends Camp. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I feel you. I mean, having having Kitchens ban, uh, banner for all American being thrown up is. I'm a recruit. I show up. I'm I'm with my son. I know who these people are, but I need mm-hmm. to let my son make that decision. I look up. Yep. I remember seeing him, him, and him. My son's going to be like, well, I know the current players. I know the players that have just graduated. Where are their names at? Right. And that just shows the inconsistency in the Miami football program for the last 20 years. You're right. You know, kids, unfortunately, we live in a generation that kids want to see banners. They want to see rings. They want to see trophies. I will never lose that past connection with the players because I went with my uncle to the Orange Bowl and watched, I don't know how many games. Mm-hmm. But if my son wants to create his own, he wants to see that. And when you only see one or two names up there, well, where's between 22 and 2001, what happened? Right. No, you I'm know with you. I'm with you. I think that, that, I think that's, that's, where, that's where the camp with Mario being our coach and mm-hmm. having a personal connection to what happened 20. 25 years ago, I believe Mario can still keep the importance of that camp. Well, I, and if you think about it, it's not even just the camp, right? Because last year, you walk around the spring uh, spring game, well, there's Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. Javon Holland. You know, there's players that didn't even play for the University of Miami, but they were coached by Coach Crystal Ball. Correct. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing that, you, you know, it's a recruiting tool. You know, look, they didn't play here, but I coached them. They have that much respect for me. They're not here, you know, represent Oregon, not represent Alabama. They're here wearing street clothes and they're representing me. You know, Jerry Julia will tell you, I recruited him. You see what I'm saying? Like those, to me, I think that's the biggest thing is that's why it's not called Paradise Camp anymore. It's Legends Camp because it's not even just Miami Hurricanes. They're explaining to you that if you come to the U.S. Miami, you're going to see everybody. You never know who you may run into. You see D. Wade practicing in the the basketball. You know, LeBron they, comes to Miami all the time to hang out with D. Wade yeah. in practice. Like there, there's so much, and I think that's the biggest thing about the University of Miami. You're not going to Gainesville seeing that. You're not going to Tallahassee, Tuscaloosa, Athens, Columbus. You're not going to these cities. You might see this in in USC. You might, because obviously it's a big city. But that's the biggest thing, and I think Mario understands that. He realizes, hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to use what's around me. I'm, I'm going to explain to these young men, you come to the University of Miami, this this organization, this program, this, this school, this university, the brotherhood, it goes so much further than just you coming here, strapping pads on, lacing your cleats up, and going out and playing football. This is way much more than just we're coming here to play football. Okay. Let's rewrite the script. 2024, next year, same time. Okay. Miami goes 10 and 2. Hold up, hold up. 
Technically, we're going 12 and 0, but. You might be drinking that Cane's juice all day. But 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. We win a big bowl game. New Year's oh, Six. Yeah, two, two, yeah. Maybe not playoffs. Maybe ACC. Maybe we make it. I don't know. But let's say 10 and 2. Big New Year's Six bowl game or better. Right. Like Peach Bowl or something. Exactly. We get a top six recruiting class or better to match. What, last year was six or eight. I think it was seven, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. We'll call it top ten. Another top ten with arguably great names like Francis and Pancake that bring people with them. So you have a good year. You win a good bowl. You get another uh, recruiting class. Uh, Cesar, what's up, my friend? You said seven. You do this. What can Ledges camp now? Oh, and let me say this. And I already gave my opinion once on the show, but we talked about players. If I told you that JW outplays Kitchens this year, and Kitchens still has one of his best years, and outplays him. That's my prediction when we said predictions that nobody would guess. But you start bringing – now you start bringing that five, that that 305 by like, look, the hairs are coming up a little bit. You're starting <laughs> to get that. What can Legends Camp now be next year? I think, I think Legends Camp itself – it's like I said. It, I think it's just too too hyped. You know, I think, I think so. there's there's a great point behind it, right? And if you look at it, last year, this year, so on and so on, you don't see too many 2024 20, kids that were there this year. You had you know Cam Franklin who showed up. You had uh, Chris Wheatley, Humphrey, Josiah Trader. Of course, you have guys like that, but it's not the the paradise camp that Coach Rick had, where you had. Yeah, 300 players. Yeah, and then you had also people showing up to camp. It's it's not that. You know, this is more of the younger class, right? 25, 26, 27, even 28, very slim, just running through drills. But the 25 and 26 class are legit going through a camp because you can now evaluate them. You you have more of an advantage to to recruit and evaluate these young men because they're right here in your backyard. So, to, so this pair of legends camp now, it's more key for underclassmen. So if we go 10 and 2, right, we go win the Peach Bowl or something like that, then we come back and, you know, we get a top 10 class, like you said. I think it'll be top 5 if, if we land 10 and 2 uh, or go 10 and 2. I think it'll be top 5. But I think if you get that next, that next cycle, recruiting cycle, it's going to be very similar. Mario has his plan and he sticks to it. I still think Everybody's gonna be sitting here doing the same stuff. Oh, scratching our head. Why are we, you know, why are we taking this guy? Why are we so far down? It's how he operates. July is his month, right? That's when he landed uh, Francis, Rashada, like a lot of the big guys that we landed last year. It's usually in July, right? So when you you look at that 24 year, right? It'll be 25's class. I think you're going to see a lot of the recruits in the same manner you'll still have a, a a nice june 2nd official visit week right then the following week the 9th 10th whatever be decent kind of like how it was this year and that's that third one is going to be nice and of course legends camp weekend is going to be booming again then when people felt like they don't really peep and i, and I know they will eventually because it'll come out at the end of july 
when the dead period kind of ends for a very, very small time, there'll be a barbecue. That barbecue is typically invite only. Some names don't get leaked. Some do get leaked. That's usually Mario's time, you know, when he starts putting in his paws trying to flip other guys. So recruiting is a marathon. It's not a a 100-meter dash. So I don't think recruiting changes as far as the style and how it happens. I think you obviously see more and more when you come across 10, 11 wins with a huge bowl win. That's a whole different ball game. I mean, you're talking bananas. So, you know, if we do win 10 games this year, which I do think is, a, I think it's possible. You know, I think we go nine and three, 10 and two, win a bowl game. If you win a bowl game, you're 10, 11 wins. That is attainable. It's not like it's crazy. Obviously, it's got to happen, but. Yeah, bro. I think you're going to see are recruiting on steroids. That's that's what I'm hoping, Kyle. Yeah, we talked about the uh, the Ryan Mack commitment. Um, you know, Rasta filling in for AO today gives his thoughts about it. Um, and you know what? Hey, we got Ian with something here for you, Rasta. Do you think the Legends camp has more impact than the seven versus seven tournament on campus? All the top high school kids were there. That's what Jones beat Central. So that that camp, it's a part of the, the June camp list, right? So the 707 tournament is more so just kind of what it is. You know, it's, it's 707. It, one, it, it gets you an eye on a lot of these kids actually going through simulated game motion. You know, obviously no pads on, no helmets. I think that's actually, I think they did have helmets on, but they didn't have pads and obviously some changes of the game. But when you're looking at 707, you at least get to see these kids get off the ball, you know, how they get in out of their breaks, how their hips are moving, is their feet fluid, the quarterbacks, you know, their, their throwing motions, how they read the defense, going through um, pro- progressions, stuff like that. There's so many different ways, and especially for, like, linebackers, D-lines, running backs, tight ends, stuff like that. You get to see how athletic they are you know, their burst and stuff like that. There's so much you get to look for in 707. So whereas the Legends camp itself, it's more for the younger kids where you're seeing them just go through drills. So I would say, honestly, where it's about even, you know, they both have their perks. I don't think one's more than the other. Um, but it, June is an, an insane. I think there's like two camps a week in June. For different things like O line has their O line D line and then wide receiver corners, running backs line like there's there's a lot of camps in July. So I have a question that I have not told you, Uh-oh. and I want the chat involved with this, and I want you to finish. I want you to finish this sentence with me, okay? And well, before we get to that question, we do have an announcement, guys. Um, the Miami Mayhem. Plus, the Sebastian Lane Show and Miami Flow. Um, Rasta released it yesterday that uh, we have put we have uh, fully turned over into a full podcast. Also, I'll put it in. I'll put the link in the chat real quick. Well, in the put the he's gonna put the link in, so you can go to like Spotify, all the major podcasts like that, uh, Apple, Amazon, and you type in Miami Mayhem. You can type in Sebastian Lane. And you automatically gonna get our shows, the links to our shows, 
through podcast. So all of our stuff will be uploaded to podcast. So, you know, sometimes you can't watch YouTube. It takes too much money on your phone. Now all you have to do is put on your earbud and you can listen to everything we got. So, yeah, it's, it's an official podcast. Also, um, AO and Rasta have been working on this for a very long time. Um, they spent more than 80% of their Sunday, not with their families, but make sure that this is available for everybody. So that's a big deal. So Rasta, great job. I know AO, you're watching. Great job, bro. I'm just trying to take things to another level to make the Miami content out there. So, so yeah, Angel, man, we appreciate you always supplying. You're always, always everybody. So just go to Spotify and put Miami Mayhem or Sebastian Lane and the shows will pop up right there. We're actually on we're, – we're on all major um, podcast platforms. So even if you just Google Miami Flow, two separate words, Miami Mayhem, two separate words, um, it should pop up. If not, I did post a link in the chat. Let me know if it doesn't pop up. Um, I did it from my phone. So let me know if it doesn't pop up, and I'll, I'll post it from in here. Um, but we will be – doing sh like flex and ao will be doing shows like this and posting it for people that have to do rewatch or can't catch the shows and stuff like that um if you go follow our our social medias um dave's and mine is sebastian lane and then lex and aos is miami mayhem we're on instagram we're on twitter and even if you go follow miami flow on facebook twitter instagram all of that it will be posted on there there will be links I know sometime the link, if, if you don't have Spotify, if you click that link, it'll take you to whatever app you have. Um, I think most phones now come with podcast app. We are on there as well. So um, if you don't see that, you can message us on Twitter, Instagram. If you're in a Discord, I posted in a Discord earlier. Um, but we will be doing shows. Me and Dave are now fully back. Um, we will be doing multiple, multiple interviews a week. Uh, to try to bring different context nice. context for you guys they built they will be pre-recorded for ours because we're doing interviews when we can get these young men on and that's kind of why we changed it up just a little bit because that's what we do and we are strictly miami hurricane based but we will be bringing young men on from across the country uh, just to get their aspects and and looks and views you know from across the country um so tune in, like I said, Twitter, it's Sebastian underscore Lane underscore, um, or you can follow my Twitter right here, Rasta Edits. Um, I think AOs and Lex is just Miami Mayhem, one word. And then Lex is, um, Twitter is underneath his, and then AOs. So if y'all have any questions, any concerns, I know it's new. We will be trying to release a show here um, this week, just to kind of get it in the flow of things so everybody can be you know used to it and, and know where it's at please go hit subscribe on there um there's a lot of stuff coming on that um so like lex said it will be sebastian lane and um the miami mayhem show um maybe posting some some miami flow stuff on there in case you missed it um and we will we'll be posting the first ever that we tried last year um, last year, uh, for the first time, we were doing live shows from tailgates. Yes. So we might be doing more podcasts, but um, we've gone over. We're trying to make the system better. I know I looked a little goofy walking around. I was told with my lap. But we're trying to make that better. But we uh, we love the response we got everybody for the tailgate shows. 
you like like Rasta said, AO lives in Iowa, guys. But he felt like he was there because he could see everything. Something that you don't see on TV. It's everything that happens before the games. So we're going to be doing that exclusively. We're going to have the own tailgate show. Guys, we're trying to find a way to bring the community that can't be on here as much together. Right. And um, Rasta and AO, um, those two get the credit. Um, I'm just – I'm just the third wheel, unfortunately, but it's okay. I like the third wheel. But, um, yeah, so, so guys, we're taking it to a new level. Please subscribe. All we ask you subscribe. Help us get the numbers. Help us expand, please. Um, it, it did not post out here. Just letting you know. I, did not, I don't see it in the chat. Right. Well, let me go. And I'll post it real quick. In from, awesome. uh, but from, uh, I want to get the chat involved on this, and this is a topic that is being talked about every week, whether it's on Twitter, um. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, you were always on there. And I'm going to get a banner made. Don't worry about that, bro. We got we got some things coming up. We got some things coming up that, that we're going to learn from. And, you know, we always take your ideas and try to make them better. So um, this is a topic that I it's been going on for a month or two. There it is. Please hit that link and join. But I'm going to I'm going to give you a a sentence or a statement. And I want you to finish it in the chat. I want you guys to finish it off for me, too. When Jason Taylor leaves the Miami Hurricanes, whether it's two, three, four, five, ten years from now, how will he be remembered? Because his tenure here has been very short. And I think that name has popped more anywhere than even Cristobal himself. When Jason Taylor leaves Miami, he will what? I mean, I think it honestly is simple, right? A Hall of Famer. He still he's got a gold jacket, so he's still gonna come and go as a Hall of Famer. So, um, you know, who knows, man? I mean, a guy like that, obviously, he, everybody's goal is to reach the top, you know, at their profession. So. You know, he may end up getting a head coaching job at a lower, you know, G5 or, you know, FCS or anything like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think he could go. I don't I don't want to. It's so I hate doing predictions because it's so hard. But I think he could be remembered as one of the 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 staples of what the future of this staff could be. I think I think that name alone could just solidify what we want to do in the future. LSU just smacked the home run. They did? Yeah. Oh, I, see it. It. I have the game on the TV over there. You know, I was at that game when LSU smacked Miami in Texas, but please whoop the <laughs> behind. They're up 9-2 to right now. I love right. it. I want to pay attention. So – but, yeah, I mean, his name is being talked about more than anybody. Anybody. I mean, the man commands respect at every level of football. Um, from people's comments, he is one of the most respectful people that families just vibe to him, just like people vibe to Mario. I mean, and who else do you want to learn technician? You've, you've got our current – the ends that are all what six five six 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 seven, 
Well, well what's his agenda? Bro, you got a guy like Cyrus Moss. Thank you. Hold on a second. Hold on. I was going to make this comment. Ian beat me to it. I was going to say he takes over for Mario when Mario retires from Miami. I swear to you, I, Joski, I don't either. But I was going to come back with the comment and say that. I was going to, that, Ian said my comment perfectly, bro. Straight up. This is this is what I wanted to. I was so close to saying because I think that's his next step. Yeah, obviously, but I think he's learning from a great-minded coach that will fit his style of play because the guy himself loves to have DN stand up, rush the passer, get out in coverage, like the versatile DN. And that scheme, I think, is what Jason Taylor would like to, to do. And in two or three years, I mean, you never know, you know. Well, it, it, it takes the right test because in college football, if you do good as a as a coordinated position, you're not going to last more than two or three years. It's very rarely that you go more than a few years because there's money being thrown around. FSU still paying like five coaches, you know, so, so money's being thrown around. Right. GT gets, boom, gets a position, not two or three years. Mario went to ship or two before he leaves. Right. Mario wants to, maybe his sons are going into high school and college. Maybe he wants to spend time with his sons, maybe coach his sons, you know? You know, I, I, I man, Ian called it, bro. Ian called it. And I can say he's already attracted, you know, you said Cyrus Moss. Nobody's heard about Cyrus Moss. Good. Cyrus Moss looks like a walking stick. We need to put some weight on it. You got to take a little creatine, little mon- whatever. You got to right. eat some spaghetti. <laughs> but Cyrus Moss wasn't that far off from what Jason Taylor was in college football. Jason Taylor still wasn't the biggest guy in college football. What was he, 250, 260? Yeah. Yeah. So. He was small, bro. He was small, but all of our DNs. All of our DNs are what Jason Taylor was or looks like. Some of them are built bigger now because, you know, hey, wait. Of course, the way you build kids down there and strength and condition has changed over the last 10, 15, 20 years. 100%. But 100%. you will have when you look, when you look at Jason Taylor from college and you see yourself as a recruit, and you see what he did, you see he retired. He plays so many years dolphins. He lives in Miami. He's at the college. You see what we just talked about. The 40 years. Yeah. How attractive did that be? So yeah. Mario's attracting the O-line for that 40 years. Right. Jason Taylor could do the same thing with the defensive line. And where do you start building your team? We all know quarterback is number one, whatever. Where do you go from the quarterback? The you got to have somebody block for him. I don't care it. how many five stars you have running routes if the quarterback doesn't have a second to throw the ball. And that becomes a D-line rushing and the offensive line protected. Yeah, I mean, bro, it's it's insane. I mean, you know, when you get to thinking about how long, you know, like this man can could be here, how how much he could change the program or what he could do. I mean, for one, the guy loves Miami. You know, I mean, he was a he's a legend in the city for for what he he's done it. His with sister's Dolphins. a legend too. Lord have mercy. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? We don't we don't want to see him at Legends Camp. We want to see his sister at Legends Camp. <laughs> um, but you know, like at the end of the day, I mean, you don't usually keep coaches around that long. That's the hardest thing, especially nowadays, because there's so much movement, you know. And I think that it, it kind of shows with DVD, you know, like it's hard because there's so many opportunities out there that come out of nowhere. So if it does happen, great, you know, wonderful. As long as it works out, obviously. But I just, I can't see him. I can't see him being here more than four years for sure. Not if well, he's not. Well, let, let me put the situation to you. Mario gets us to the playoffs and maybe national championship game. Win it or not, 50-50, you got two teams, 50-50. Right. In the next three to four years. Right. He has that conversation and makes JT an associate head coach. Hey, I've only got a few years left. Um, I want to train you, position you to take over. Yeah. He already lives in Miami. He already played in Miami. He's done everything in Miami. It almost sounds like a perfect situation. And look. I'm not kidding when I say this, Rasta. I think JW plays out Cam. I think seeing that Cam banner, you know, we know we finally found out he wasn't fully healthy, right? He's healthy. Mario had that conversation one-on-one because, remember, when they talked about players transferring, JW's lane was all over the place. Yeah, but No, no, whether it was going to happen or not, nobody knows, and I'm not saying that because we weren't in that office. But you could have seen it as a possibility. 100%. And, I mean, and I think always, and I think, I think that light bulb turns on with JW, and I, I hope think, it does. I think with JW, I think I think the issue is one, he's got to trust himself. Okay. You know, he's got to become a full believer in his own talent, his own, you know, skill set, and everything else, and what the the coaches are teaching him. But it, he's hopefully has a hundred percent healthy season, right? He's got to learn to be versatile. His talent, his skill set, his size, his speed, everything about him, he should be – he should literally be Gidry's Swiss Army Knight. What was that kid from um, Michigan that went to the NFL that was like four, three or four years ago? Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, they sometimes put him in the box. They rush, linebacker. I agree. Would that be a good comparison? I know because Jabril wasn't as big. I see yeah. the thing with with J, with J Dub is he's so big, six five, bro. That's he could be tough. rushing. He could be rushing. <laughs> oh man, dude. But I think the closest you'll get to him is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson a few years ago. Yes. I think that's the closest comparison because he played DB, he played he played safety, played corner. He also got in the box and played linebacker, but he also came off the edge too as a as a, as a DN. And I think that that to me is where one this staff would be lights out. But if you're able to get him to believe in that and believe in himself, yeah, bro. I, but see, I think I don't think he would outplay Cam at that point. I think it would be more so. I think they work off each other and they match each other. Right, but I. I think he would be – I know Flo, Flo laughs every time I say this. He, he's a football player, right? He doesn't have a true position. You know, that's what I think J-Dub 
is, is where he can earn his stripes, right? Obviously, he'll be considered a safety. That's what his position is. But him being inside the box more, him being the, the free safety, you know, the the um, the middle fielder, like if he can learn how to do – there is Isaiah Simmons. If he can learn how to play every position, I think James Williams will be insane. I honestly got to do because – he can go. He can cover the six five wide receivers with no problem. He can go. He can go face tight ends. He can get in the box and and take home blocks. You know, like he can get out and um, cover the the running back coming out back. He can do it all. And I think that's the biggest thing. If he believes in himself, where he says, "Man, I can do this. Like I can do this." I think that would take him to to that next step where, yeah, he can become that first round draft pick that. Coming out of high school, they hyped him up to be. You know, I do. I that I really believe in that. That that's me. Isaiah Simmons. Roger, yeah, what's your name on there? Isaiah Simmons was like that. Anybody, if you have questions for Rasta, try to stay away from the recruiting, please. Rasta, <laughs> Rasta needs a little bit of a break here. Rasta needs a needs a little bit of a break. He's working behind. There's a lot of things he can't say. Like Rasta already knows who our next commit's gonna be and when. Hey, the flow tracker is live right now, so the flow tracker, he's only at 61%, you know? I'm he's at like right? I'm at like eleven. I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm Shaq from a free throw, man. I you know even I, I, Shaq was better than eleven percent, bro. He's, <laughs> he, was in, he, he was in like twenties, I think it was one for hey, okay, I'm meow me. Seeing that um Bro, Rasta moved next to the plethora of mosquito territory because they sucked the ball. <laughs> Let it. me ask you this. Everything you're seeing and everything for the 2024 class, our best recruiting position for this class will be. Come on. D-line. I want to hit D-line. I know everybody is like, oh, Justin Scott's going to, to Michigan or Notre Dame. Dylan Stewart's going. You to- said there's over 10 of them that you could take four, and you'd be happy with any combination of four. Hey, yeah, I mean, if you go and look at, like, like I was talking to Ben and, and Joe earlier from You Heard, and they were watching Artavius Jones' film. Go watch film. Go study it, and I promise you, you will uh, you will be a okay with with a lot of these young men we take because we're not at that point. We're at a talent acquisition point. I don't know if people understand what that means because you're not in a, in that period. You're not going out and landing seventeen of the top two hundred guys. You're just not. You're you're going out and landing the guys you need as death piece our depth pieces, starters, you know, playmakers, like you're landing everybody. So, you know, if you're sitting here and you're looking at recruiting into in June, one, some of these guys are officially going to be a four-star here in like four months when the recruiting rankings go official. And then a lot of these guys that people swear Mario don't have a chance with, oh, they're leaning this way, they're leaning this way, and they very well could be. But I said it before, bro. People didn't think we had a chance at Francis. He was going to Tennessee. J. 
Jaden Rashad was going to Florida. Samson Okolowo was going to Florida. Chavante Citizen was going to Florida. Like, yeah, that's what everybody was saying on Citizen. And he pulled out when he pulled that Miami hat. I'm like, I mean, where's he gonna throw a pull over his shirt? So, so guys, you heard it. Rasta said, or Rasta's opinion. opinion. My opinion. Your opinion. My he knows everything. Flows up in the, but the boss is in the chat. So just be that's careful what you say, bro. That's the, the insider. That, hey, he's staring at your ass right now. <laughs> And here's, here's a good one, and I'm going to answer this first. And, um, guys, if you have any questions, try to stay away from a little bit of the recruiting for Rasta. Um, you know, as much as we want to ask him all these questions, Flo, <laughs> Rasta, Dave, Max, we, they get asked the same question 20 times a day. You know, and this is a, this is a show for fans. <laughs> I'm going to give you my opinion on this, Rasta. I don't think Paris – Parrish – is a top two running back in our running back room when it's all said and done this year. I don't think so. And, and look, it's nothing as Parrish. He was a workhorse last year. He did great things. I see as long as, like, no, 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 in my opinion, when I think about running back, who plays the most? Everybody can run the ball. Everybody can hit a hole. Pass blocking is probably the most important thing. Who's not going to get your quarterback killed? If all of them have pass blocking skills, that do their job. I see Parrish as at least a number three, three, four on our on our roster. There's nothing that says, oh, he's gonna take us to another level. You know, we have one play right now, fourth and one. You tell the defense we're running up the middle. It doesn't say Parrish for me. It doesn't, it doesn't say, what do you think about that? What do you think about what, what I just said about? And this is just from what I've seen watching the games because I don't watch film, I don't replay games. I'm telling I you, think, right now, you know that. I think people sleep on Henry Parrish. I think a lot of people forget that when he was coming out of high school with Don Chaney and, and hold on, and, yeah. Hey, there's our boy Nas right here, dog from Twitter and all that. Yeah, yeah. Rasta's back. The <laughs> man, the myth. The I, like, I think people forget that he was the number one running back in Dade County in, in South Florida. Because you had Jalen Knight right up the road. I don't know how to explain last year better than just look at the tape. But we were down to scout team O-linemen. Playing I respect that. I, I, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to give you the opinion. So I think a lot of people see, oh, man, he get three or four yards and, you know, that's it. He don't, he don't have breakaway speed. I don't care who you put back there last year you're not getting much out of anybody you had you had six foot o-lineman getting bullied by middle tennessee state i don't care foot, six foot pushing it a little bit right no six foot lawrence, standing on cleats <laughs> lawrence seymour was like six foot and and i get it like you, you still got to work what you got but for one we were down to like two running backs at that point in time. So like you just said, he's getting the, the ball 30 times a game, you know, and trying to, to maneuver and everything else. I don't think this year you'll have to worry about that. I think we, one, really won't have a number one running back because I think the ball's going to get split so much, especially at running back, because you're going to have a, a deeper O-line. The, the, the formation is going to be so much more spread out. 
where running lanes should be clear as day. But I think you're going to be able to have Henry Parrish with 15 touches, Don Chaney with like 12 to 15, you know, AJ with 12 to 15. Henry Parrish didn't do anything to lose his job. And there's there hasn't been anybody to do anything more to remove him from that position. Can it happen in ball ball? 100%. But you're still talking about a guy, AJ, which I like. I think he's good. But Look at your boy, Javi. <laughs> but I think the thing with AJ is he's still got to come here and learn. You know, he's still got to learn the playbook. He's still got to learn. You got you to gotta get trust. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't taken anything from TBD. You know, you got to build that relationship. You got to trust your line. You got to understand the, the blocking mm-hmm. skills, especially at running back. So well, then, I, I don't, I, as far as game one, nah, I think Henry Parrish will, and obviously when we go up 30, 40 points or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's mop up duty. Oh, well, then, like, then I'll, I'll put it to you this way I gave you my JW uh, expectations for the end of the year, right? Mm hmm. At the end of the year, and I'm going to give you a statement. You, you see if you like it or not. At the end of the year, our running back room ends up with number one, Cheney. Number two, Fletcher. Three and four combo of AJ and Parrish. Now that's that's everybody doing their jobs to their best uh, expectations, staying healthy. Um, I have nothing against Seymour, guys. Seymour was put in a position that he was never supposed to be in. Players like Seymour, and and damn it, he's fought and he never gave up. But players like Seymour in our school would never play a game. 100%. And you know what? You know what? Balls to him for never quitting on the team, every week showing up and trying to hit somebody in the mouth. I, I can respect the man for that. That's respectable. But he's put in a position. Right. But I'm taking, let's say our old offensive linemen, we're probably about a good eight deep, seven, eight. You know you're going to have one injury. Guys, it's not, it's not, we hate to say it. It's going to happen. So I don't know. It could be a rolled ankle, which is the number one for linemen, right? Rolled ankles are number one. Or a hamstring or somebody. But you're going to have that. But <laughs> at the end of the year, I think Cheney, has a breakout year the way Phillips did coming back from an injury when he finished at Miami. I think Cheney – I was the first one to say that with another injury, Cheney, Cheney leaves. Nothing against us. He loves Miami, but he needs a fresh start just like Phillips did. But I, you can you can quote me on this. Cheney finishes the year modeling what Phillips did coming back from an injury. And he could take us to another level as a running back. I think if Henry Perry, or I'm sorry, Don Chaney is healthy, he has a healthy year, which I pray he does, man, because he deserves it, then I don't think that's far-fetched. I mean, the talent for him is nuts, bro. I mean, he's he's good. But I, what I'm concerned about is, one, he really hasn't played in almost three years. You know, at the end of the day, I mean – He's in his but he hasn't taken a beating either in three years. I agree. But isn't that a part of what his injury was? Is a beating? Mm. You know? You know and it's, it sucks, but I yeah. it's, it's one of those things I'm playing devil's advocate here because right. I just, when 
I, 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 I have that feeling, and I hope that feeling's let right. Me, let me ask you something, though. What's the number one issue for a player coming back from an injury? Mental standpoint of not getting hurt again, and then you don't go as hard as you can, and you get it re-injured. You trust yourself. Exactly. exactly. You got to get that trust back. I think if he goes through fall, has a really, really good fall, Obviously, you know, he'll get reps at, against Miami of Ohio and he could see the field against um, A&M and stuff like that. For sure, bro. I mean, you're I mean, you're looking at a situation where, yeah, Don Chaney could be the number one guy. He has the talent. That's never been an issue. You know, it, it's never been that. But him staying healthy, that's the biggest thing. And I think as long as he takes care of himself and, and he does what he's supposed to do and he comes back and, and trusts himself, I think, yeah, I agree, bro. I think he could be that guy. We have a uh, – okay. I like this question, bro. This is very interesting. How many snaps does Ray Ray steal from Restrepo? I'm going to go first. And I'm going to say very, very few, actually. I'm going to go against what everybody's seen in spring. Um – the chat may not know this, but you know I like to travel, right? I love the odds for TVD for Heisman. Put a little something <laughs> on that. I love the odds. I actually put something at top five finishing. I love the odds. Um, If TVD plays like TVD plays, Restrepo might be one of our top receivers this year, and I don't think he steals that many. I would say he will get his games in. I have a feeling there's going to be a few games where we're going to be up by 25 or more where you get them a chance because you don't want to injure them and you want them to learn. So, Danny, I like I, I like, I, I like Danny's thing. Five, I'll say five to ten snaps. I, I say he steals zero. And, the, and I'll say this. I don't think he steals them. He I think them. he earns them. Okay. And I think he, he gets his own reps, right? Now, everybody likes to, to fault X, right? Oh, you know, he's limited. He's not the, the Barrios. And other. If you go back and look at Barrios, Barrios didn't do nothing to his senior year, honestly, if you, you, you're being honest. So the hate and stuff like that that I see for X on the timeline and on the boards and stuff like that, it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. You know, this guy doesn't do anything but get in and work hard. Does it, he does his job. He does what's asked for him. Yes, he may not be the fastest guy. He may not be the yak guy. Like, there's so many different – and I get it, but you got to have a security blanket, especially for TVD, who's coming back from a, a disappointing year. So I think – I think Shamar Kirk, Jacoby George, Tyler Harrell, um, Kobe Young, I think there's so many weapons that are one seasoned, right? They've all played it at this level. I think there's so many guys that you can use in so many different formations. I think you see everybody. I don't think it's all I, I think we keep everybody fresh. Exactly. And there's gonna be packages. Um we're still not talking about a certain what is uh number twelve? So Rashard. Nobody said his name. Nobody's been talking about him and he Man can yeah. run. Yeah. So I'll give you this question here, and then we're going to go to one more comment, and then we're going to be wrapping it up. Harold George, 
game tomorrow, who are you starting? George. I mean, Harold hasn't played in like a year, bro. He's coming off an injury. I mean, like, I, I know the hype and, and I get him. Mean, he's got a lot of game experience and stuff like that. But one, he didn't play in spring, so he doesn't know the offense yet. He's still learning the playbook. You don't just bust him out there this quick. You know, when you're, when you're going through, especially a season, get in fall, see how it goes. But I think it's just like I just said, bro, there's so much weapons on this team. I don't think it matters who starts or who – I think it literally they're going to go with the high hand, right, and who's killing them. And there's certain packages for certain guys, like you said. Hey, yo, in the house, my ex-partner. <laughs> hey, you don't get those two weeks paid. I know I gave you two weeks, uh, <laughs> two weeks, but you're not getting paid for it, though. Just quit now. My hot take this week, Miami gets four players to get All-American this year. That's a hot take. Okay. That's a hot take, my boy. I'll give you a I'll give you a diff, I'll give you a hard take. I'll give you a hot take to his. I think we go over four. I think we go over. I if you had to give me four over under, I go the or the over. I, I think we're gonna have three on defense. I think we have three, maybe four, but I'm going to say at least three on defense. We're going to have two on offense. And I'm going to tell you right now, offense, I think Arroyo is going to dominate the world. All right? I got Arroyo, and I think we're going to have one alignment for sure. I think TVD will be all ACC. I don't think I think we'll have one maybe all American. I think we'll have two guys up for postseason awards though. It's like not the Heisman. I don't think we'll have a Heisman candidate. I think TVD will be in the running. Obviously, his name. Yeah, will be but I, I, I like I like the odds, bro. The odds are just like if you, if you get oh, yeah. if you get lucky and you hit, you just paid your bills for the rest of the year. Exactly. So, so for that's a, but. Kitchens repeats. J. Will joins him. That's hard, bro. Leonard That's Taylor. Hard. Leonard Taylor shows you That's why he's LT. That's super. I like I like what Ian just said right here. I don't know if you see it. So, if you had Cohen and Lee, and I still think I think Arroyo out of that whole group is the biggest long shot. But he has he has the game. He has the he has everything you want in a NFL tight end. Look at that. I think I take the over. I think we're going over. I, I think ACC. All-American, I think we'll have, we'll have one. All-American, bro, is tough. Because one is politics. So, you know, we all know these guys aren't Miami fans. So, I think, honestly, I, I think we might get one. Nah. 12 and 0, baby. We're winning it all. <laughs> Woo! God, how many days for football? Because I'm like about to. Nine, I'm getting nine, bored, nine it's, it's that bad where we're watching LSU in Florida. Hey, we got LSU nothing else to do. Or, oh, you, or right. you got the Yankees losing every day. You know, the Mets still suck. Up hey, the Marlins. Marlins are hot right now. Yeah, the Marlins are hot, but they're not hotter than my Braves, dog. But the Marlins are hot. I give them credit. The Braves, the Marlins, we listen. 
I don't want to hear it. Because so, Tampa's actually the hottest team in in the in the, in the majors. Tampa, so. Tampa, a Florida team. So, guys, um, we usually we ran over a little bit of time, man. Um, couple yeah, of right. a couple of little things. Uh, next week, join us. We're gonna have the general's corner in the house Uh-oh. that we like to do every few weeks. Javi will be on the show. Next, Javi will be on the show next week with me and Ao. Um, you know, Ross. I know you're just coming back little by little. You don't need the link anytime you want to pop in. You, you know, you're more than welcome. We know we love you, bro. We th- appreciate you filling in for Ao while he's on vacation. Um, please Always. go to Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple Play, all that. Put our names in. Subscribe. We're trying to we're trying to bring the community uh, up from not just the you know the U.S. but around the world. We're trying to bring everybody together to listen to this. Um, again, this is our second week. Go ahead. I also want people to know is we're not only moving us to the pocket. We will still be on YouTube, so you yes. don't only have to to follow that. We we want you guys to we want you guys to subscribe and stuff like that. We will still be here on YouTube on the Miami Flow channel um, as well, but we are moving for those that cannot get it. I have buddies that are still in the military and all across this world that aren't able to access YouTube like that. So we're reaching out to others as well. Um, so you know, don't only think that it's just in this form. We will still have YouTube access as well. Yep. Um, second week in a row, guys. Um, we're, we're, we're very happy to present them, but hey, the Miami Mayhem sponsor, Chad Barlaw, right here. We got we wear their shirts. If you guys need anything, you can email us if you have any questions about them. We'll give you our, our opinion and refer you. But info at chadbarlaw.com. He's huge into vets, which is 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 you know, we don't get into politics, but one thing I'm disappointed in our country is how do you take care of people that give up their life? And I want to say thank you to all, all of our vets, Rasta including. He's a vet. Um, people that can't be home with their families, man, thank you for everything you do. But we finish this show the same way every week, and it always has been and always will be about that you. Go Canes. And we out.